0: Welcome back to Faith FM. You are listening to the Breakfast Show live with Blake and Mon.
1: Has gone, we're back.
0: And I got some text messages I just want to Woo!
1: share. Woo, hit us with it.
0: So, we got one from David Remember?
1: West Australian, David?
0: Yeah. He said, it's 4.30 a.m. here.
1: Dude, you're a, you're just a ripper legend.
0: <laughs> and sand shoes are enclosed shoes with black laces.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So he has
0: no open-toed shoes.
1: Maybe he just goes barefoot. Maybe he's just a real he just Yeah, like, maybe. Don't need thongs, just David, going out in my bears.
0: Three hour, he's three hours behind us, and he just likes the brekkie show, and he starts work at 7, 7 a.m.
1: Did you know if a bear is wearing socks and shoes... He still has bare feet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs>
1: David, I just, just, I just want to tell you, David, I'm also a West Australian. Woo. I was born in Subiaco. Really? King, King Edward Memorial Hospital. Yeah. Well, where, in, where in WA are you, David? Texas Bay. Well, and
0: I just got this as well. Uh, uh, Ellenbrook is what oh, it says. Oh, Ellenbrook. Yeah, nice. and he just said too, he just sent this in as well. We have vegan chai tea and decaf <gasps> coffee. And our full plant-based vegan eaters over there.
1: Can you send me a chai, David? I'm from <laughs> Maringaroo. I spent like the first 22 years of my life in Marangaroo So yeah, I feel like maybe you should owe me a coffee now. Oh, yeah, a chai on I me. Mean.
0: I love it. Mm-hmm. That sounds cool. Yeah. Awesome. And also we got another update here uh, from uh, Raphael. It says, Tonga, it's a miracle that so far only one person died considering Amen. the power of the eruption is supposed Amen. to be 1,000 times more powerful than the bomb that hit Hiroshima. Mm-hmm.
1: Whoa, I didn't wow. know that. I
0: did not know that either. That's you incredible. Know? And uh, we have another comment here talking about hypocrisy, the pub uh, into church plus alcohol. Oh, that's not very biblical. Yeah, a bit over the top. Absolutely. It says, I don't doubt that the churches will be closing again soon and definitely no praising the Lord with songs. I wonder if Christians will ever tell the government enough is enough and tell them uh, go jump this far and more. That is one. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that is what, DJ Shell laughing. <laughs> physically, the early Christian uh, church did. Uh, they gave to Caesar what was Caesar's and to God what was God's. And they were persecuted but stood for the Lord anyway. So thanks Amen. so much for texting in to Faith FM. Appreciate it.
1: Okay, um, it's time for our pentathlon quiz. Question four with 400 points and you can get like, uh, what was it again? Oh, this, the... um. The, the budget book of the day? The bargain book of the day. Yeah, cool. Uh, so question four. What army commander had leprosy? What army commander
0: oh, was leprous? It's my guy.
1: Oh, it is your guy, isn't it? I love
0: this guy. I love this story. yeah
1: So give us a call, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine um or text and tell us which army commander had leprosy. And Blake, I can't believe we've forgotten, uh, I believe you owe us answers. Of what? I do? You tantalized us at the end of the show yesterday with a little, like, who was the first orphan in the Bible? And so it's, <laughs> it's, time, it's time for you to tell us the yes, answer to that riddle. Yes, yes.
0: Okay. So the answer to the riddle. Which was? Who was the first orphan in the Bible?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is a good one. And when you hear it, you'll be like, no, it's not. Oh, yes, it is. Okay. okay. So are you so ready great. for this? It's first so orphan great. in the Bible, Joshua, son of Nun.
1: Oh my goodness. I'd like to issue a public apology <laughs> for Blake.: Well dad worth joke. the wait.: You're such a dad <laughs> joker. Actually, do you know, who was the um? While we're on this roll, who was the greatest financier in the Bible?
0: Ooh, the greatest financier. Mm. Mm. It,
1: it was Noah. He was floating his stock while everyone else was in liquidation. <laughs> hey Blake, I love that one.: Hey Blake. Who was the greatest female financier in the Bible?
0: Noah's wife?
1: No, it was Pharaoh's daughter. She went down to the bank of the Nile and drew out a little prophet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a good one, too. Hey,
1: Blake, what kind of man was Boaz before he got married? He was ruthless.
0: <laughs>
1: hey, Blake, who whoa. Was, who was the, you got me rolling now. Who was the first drug addict in the Bible?
0: I don't know. Uh, It
1: was Nebuchadnezzar. He was on grass for seven years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He was.
1: (laughs) I got one last one for you. Wow. Who was the greatest comedian in the Bible? I don't know. It was Samson. He brought down the house.
0: (laughs) Wow. Okay.
1: Well, we'll stop now.
0: (laughs) We definitely need prayer. Um, We're going to (laughs) pray, and and then we're going to dive into our Bible study with Encounter with God, part one. Okay, let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for laughter and humor, and thank you so much uh, for your word. We pray that as we spend time in it now, reading the scriptures, we can be drawn closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: If you wow. know any more uh, Bible dad jokes, please call me. <laughs> I love, yeah, those are good
0: ones. I, I, I've not heard, I don't think I've heard any of those.
1: Oh, they're like, you know. And like, I
0: unleashed the gates. That's yeah, my fault.
1: Yeah, that was all on you, dude. Yeah.
0: Son of, <laughs> Joshua, son of none. But then Samson bringing down the house. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Greatest comedian. I do not think the crowd appreciated his jokes as much <laughs> as him, though. No, nah,
1: it killed him, man. They were laughing. Yeah, it, it did. It
0: was, he was killing it. <laughs> All right, we are in Hebrews chapter 2. Uh, we're going through the book of Hebrews, and we we got up to chapter 11, but I just want to read 10 chapter and 11. 11. Sorry, sorry, verse okay, yeah, yeah. 11. But I want to read verse 10 and 11 for context moving forward, and then maybe if you can read 10, 11, uh, 12, and 13, and we'll stop right there and then do a little recap. Is that okay? Yeah, Mom?
1: so Hebrews chapter 2, verses 10 to
0: 13. Mm-hmm. 13
1: or 14? Thir- 13. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, God for whom and through everything was made chose to bring many children <clears throat> excuse me into glory, and it was only right that he should make Jesus through his suffering a perfect leader, fit to bring them into their salvation. So now Jesus and the ones he makes holy have the same father. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters, for he said to God, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among their assembled people. He also said, I will put my trust in him that is I and the children God has given me.
0: Mm. Wow. So what we have there is the reminder that everything that exists, that ever was, that ever is, and never will be, is through Jesus, mm. right? And then also there are some... I don't know if it has it in your Bible or not, but I I think it would. Those are actually quotes from the Old Testament. You know, I will declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly. I will sing praise to you. I will put my trust in him. And here I here am I and the children whom God has given me. So these are all references to a fulfillment of who Jesus actually is yeah, as he's well. Quoting. Too, yeah. he's quoting. So the Paul here, the writer of Hebrews, is quoting back to. Give evidence of Jesus's true identity. Uh, you know, if we actually as people, I, I believe, really thought about the identity of Jesus more often in mm-hmm. our lives, like if we just took maybe like five minutes a day to go, Who is Jesus to me today? Yeah. Who is Jesus according to Jesus? Who is mm-hmm. Jesus according to others? Who's Jesus according to the scriptures? I think that our spiritual walk with God would be significantly improved. Yeah. Just understanding because it's through Jesus is that pearl of great price. Mm-hmm. Like he is everything. He is the he, he is that the kingdom of heaven in, in a in a very real sense that everything is wrapped up in Christ. And if we can understand and comprehend him more, uh, our spiritual walk and our connection with God and with Jesus will be so much better. Like in terms of understanding who he is so that we can know who we are as well, too. Yeah, it kind
1: of reminds me of, was it John? When he wrote the book of John, he was all like, every time he refers to himself, he refers to himself as John, the beloved of God. And it's like he understands his identity through Christ. Like, he's the beloved. I think that's just, yeah, he he really had identity down pat.
0: Mm, Absolutely. And honestly, I think identity, it's crazy, because that's one of the biggest things in the world right now Mm. that is under attack by the enemy. Mm -hmm. identity issues, right? Gender issues, sexuality issues, problematic, you know, relationship issues, all of that is tied up in identity. If you know that you are a child of God and and you know who God is and you know that you're his child, it solves so many other issues. Yeah, amen. Like everything else is just taken care of. Like that is the foundational bedrock for mental stability.
1: And everything else fades just Mm. in the background, yeah.
0: Absolutely, so uh, I want to I want to jump in here to keep reading uh, a little bit more, but I think we're going to have a quick break here in about ten seconds.
1: Oh, okay. Hit with that little jingle again. Why is this jingle here in the middle? Of I this?
0: love this jingle.
1: No, not this one. This one's so silly. Like we have to wait and then it comes and then we keep talking. No, I don't like it. I love it. It makes the show sound ridiculous. Let recorded. the
0: let the listeners decide.
1: Okay, do you like this jingle or not? Here it is. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. What was the point of that?
0: I love it. Now they know they're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
1: Whatever.
0: All right, we're going to start in verse 14. Can you read 14 to the end of the chapter, please?
1: Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. We also know that the Son did not come to help angels. He came to help the descendants of Abraham. Therefore it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters, so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God." Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. Since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested.
0: <laughs> there, there's Gorgeous. so much mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. How many verses was that? was that? Three or four. Four verses. Okay, yes. let's let's just go through that one at a time here. In, in verse 14, uh, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death that is the devil. So th- this is really crazy. I like this goes back to that uh, heavenly arithmetic that we were talking about before. Um it doesn't make sense to me like that the king of the universe like the 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 absolute amazing emperor of everything that has ever existed right he has come down to make himself a human and then he's chosen to die the death that we deserve so that he can give life uh that he deserves to us and we have this opportunity to see where jesus is really making this i don't even know how to explain like unfair sacrifice It, it really is unfair like he's giving us what he deserves as king so that we can have that life eternal. And then, But it is through the very power that the devil has that he conquers the devil, right? Like through death. So he goes and dies this death so that we don't have to die that death. And I, I just, I don't understand it. I mean, it's mm. so much, it's so much love. It's so, it's so significant and, and really it's a game changer for me.
1: Yeah, it's mind boggling like you were supposed to die and someone took your place.
0: Mhm. Yeah. And and you and not only you were supposed to die but you you deserved to die. You deserved yeah. and you know you deserved mm-hmm. it and you and still someone steps up in the place and says, "I'll do it." Yeah. Like I'll do it on your behalf and and I'll, I'll take that place for you. It's it's absolutely beautiful. Um the other one here it goes on to say, "And release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage." So That fear of death leads to slavery. Yeah. You know, we are, uh, I think in Timothy it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and a sound mind. If you don't have God and you see the pandemic and you see COVID-19 and 20 and 21 and 22, you know, like all happening all around, like when you see Ebola breakouts, when you see tsunamis, when you see you know, crazy weather patterns. All this stuff just causes people to have extreme fear and anxiety. But if you have God and you see all these things happening, what you see are the signs of the times of his second coming. So that perspective is so different. When you understand the death that Christ died, it gives you a totally different perspective on how the world actually is. And so you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be fearful and, um, paralyzed by fear the way that the rest of the world is. I, uh, I want to also go on here to say uh, in verse 16 where it says, for indeed he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Why do you think, mm, how do I say this Mon? Like, Why do you think God uses people to save people?
1: Because those people need saving themselves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. But he, I mean, literally, he could have done all this, so all he that he he's done. He's perfect angels. Yeah, and he could have. could
1: have gotten it, just like nailed it, could have gotten it so right. But he mm. uses us.
0: But could they have?
1: Well, I guess not exactly because they've never experienced salvation themselves. They've never exactly. been lost and then been found again. So, yeah.
0: And I think that's the point. Yeah, like true. God uses broken vessels to save broken vessels.
1: That's right. Yeah. And so
0: when people go, Oh, I'm not good enough to tell this person about Jesus, or I don't know enough about the Bible, or I'm not smart enough, or I'm not whatever enough. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Yeah. God uses broken, messed up, people who are struggling to help broken messed up people who are struggling.
1: Yeah, for their own good and also because they have a testimony. And testimonies are the most powerful things you can share.
0: Absolutely. And I would say as well too in my experience as well. I am you know, I am a broken person. Um and but the brokenness that I've experienced that I have exchanged to the Lord for salvation, right? I've given I've given my heart to God. Is little rag of a heart that I can give when I meet other people who are struggling with the same kind of things it it actually opens doors that would otherwise not be there like if I meet someone else who's you know trying to give up alcohol like I know quite a few people who have come to the realization that alcohol is actually a terrible thing and it destroys their life destroys their marriage destroys their families destroys their communities and they're wanting to give it up I can go hey I've actually been through that process and here were some things that helped me along the way and I know the struggles as well too when people know that they can relate it gives them that strength that they would otherwise not have this is why we have support groups this mm-hmm. is why we have that connection to realize hey we're we are in this together like we're you're not by yourself you the, all the the pain and the struggles that you're experiencing this is part of it and learning to Lift one another up in prayer is part of this whole process that that God wants us to have as well too. So, yes, God could have used perfect angels mm. to come down and just tell us the way, and we would have we could have followed. But by using broken people, to save broken people, I think those people are more invested. Yeah, like, that's the, true, you know, yeah. Yeah. like it's like, hey, you did it, I can do this too, mm-hmm. and I want, and we're together because I know the pain. That you've been through as well too and I think when we go to heaven we're going to be sharing some stories with people as well too um, all about life struggles but it will be it'll just be like a little distant faint memory because heaven will be so good that we're actually fellowshipping and hanging out and spending time together that's what I'm looking forward to
1: yeah uh, actually just by what you were saying it's actually the model that Jesus himself well I mean we just read that I mean, he didn't just stay up in heaven and be like, all right, I'm going to save you from up here and, you know, from my throne. He actually came down and became one of us and became broken like us. Absolutely. So, he could save us. so it's actually his model.
0: His model. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So his method, right, mm-hmm. that he uses, he becomes one, one of us, and goes through all the trials and temptations that we have, which I think actually is the next verse, if I'm not mistaken there. It says, uh, therefore, in all things, you uh, yeah, therefore in all things he had to be made like his brethren, exactly what we're talking about, that he might be merciful and faithful, a merciful merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people, for in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he's able to aid those who are tempted. Mm. So how is an angel going to relate to someone who's struggled with addiction? Yeah, like they can't yeah. because they've never been addicted to anything. Now, don't get me wrong. I would I'd much prefer having angels to help me with anything. <laughs> yeah. But the but the point is when we're dealing with other human beings who are broken, who are struggling with addiction, um, it is helpful to know that, hey, brother, I've been through this as well, too. Mm-hmm. Sister, I have that empathy. I know what you're experiencing. And that's what Jesus does. He 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 changes the game like he comes to he doesn't just coach from the side but he comes and participates in the struggle so that when you're tempted he can go i have also been tempted and through me your faith in christ you can overcome those temptations
1: i like that analogy like he's not just a spectator he's on the field with you playing side by absolutely side. yeah,
0: yeah. and and yet jesus is everything because he's is yeah. the lamb who is sacrificed mm-hmm. he's also the high priest but he's also the participant in the in the game of life, you know. And he's he's here. He's not just a spectator, but he's here, right here, going along with you, dealing with all the struggles as well. And I, I just love Jesus.
1: Amen. Same. <laughs>
0: he's just absolutely incredible. I uh, really, really hope that our listeners as well too can understand the goodness and faithfulness of God because. Once you accept him into your life, it'll never be the same.
1: You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different.
0: Welcome back to Faith FM. You are listening to The Breakfast Show live with Blake and Mon. We are doing, yep, we're the leave team and we are doing some, Awesome Bible study time. I'm actually really enjoying this. I just want to read some texts.
1: Yeah. And by the way, how good was that song? That song was just so fitting to what we were talking about. Blessed Assurance. Jesus.
0: Absolutely. I love it. Okay. Thanks, I love DJ show. I love all the mix of genres as well, too. Mm. It's beautiful. So, Subiaco, is that how it's pronounced?
1: Subiaco. Woo! Yeah. Okay.
0: Subi. Uh, so, Raphael's daughter was born there.
1: No way. So you
0: guys are connected. That's what he says. Wow. That's 30, so cool. 30 something years ago, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, not totally so, exactly. Am I saying it right? Subiaco? Just call it Subi. Subi. Subi, mate. Yeah, you
1: got it. Subi. subi.
0: Okay. Good on you. <laughs> um, we also have uh, Freco. He was telling us uh, that was fun. All the jokes.
1: <laughs> You're welcome, Freco.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we have another joke here, which oh, is interesting yes. because this joke uh, from Karen is actually who we are going to be talking about in the next chapter of Hebrews here in just a minute. And it's saying, the question is, who was the most disobedient person in the Bible? Moses. He broke all Ten Commandments at once. (laughs) I love it! He did. It was awkward. And then (laughs) he also made everyone drink a bunch of golden smoothies. Golden smoothies. Yeah, and it was not good for everyone. Wild story, wild story. But we have our quiz for the day. Yes.
1: Okay, this is our 500-point question. It's our final one. If you can get this, excuse me, and all the ones before it correctly, get the full goodie bag. Okay. The full goodie bag. The full goodie bag. All the prizes. Yeah. So, what name, meaning bitter, did Ruth's newly widowed mother-in-law give herself? Oh, yes. Hard, man. I didn't know this one. What name, which has the definition bitter, did Ruth's newly widowed mother-in-law give herself? Mm. So Ruth has a mother-in-law, her husband's mother, and well, her husband died.
0: Her dead husband's. And so
1: she gave herself a new name, and mm-hmm. it means bitter. If you can tell us what that name was, give us a call or a text, 0491
0: you know that story is that is a sad story, but it it literally leads to Jesus's lineage.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, true story. Yeah, it does too. Yeah. So yeah. even
0: though, so out of that tragedy, um, some pretty amazing things do take place. Yeah. So and
1: that's the power of God. He's always you know, turning all things work
0: always. together for good for those who love the Lord. Amen. And and it, we have to remember that in this time of tragedy mm-hmm. and pandemic and pain and suffering, because. The world is a rough place, and and there is a time coming though that God is going to set everything right. Absolutely. You know, it's not. Let's not diminish the fact of how difficult things are mm-hmm. and how tragic those things are. Like we want to acknowledge those and recognize those are painful things that should never have taken place. Yeah, um, and they happen because of sin, but then because God is so powerful even though sin has caused these things to happen he can still turn them around for good for those mm-hmm. who love the lord so mm-hmm. uh it's a it's a difficult pill to swallow um when we when we deal with pain and suffering in life but i the thing that keeps me going is the hope that jesus is coming back amen so, amen all right let's keep reading mm-hmm. here in chapter 3 of the book of hebrews and mm-hmm. if you can maybe read I'm thinking maybe read the first three verses. Is that all right? Yep.
1: And so, dear brothers and sisters who belong to God and are partners with those called to heaven, think carefully about this Jesus whom we declare to be God's messenger and high priest. For he was faithful to God who appointed him, just as Moses served faithfully when he was entrusted with God's entire house. But God but Jesus deserves far more glory than Moses, just as a person who builds a house deserves more praise than the house itself.
0: Ooh, I like that. So the architect deserves more praise than the architect, sure.
1: Yeah, I think we need one more verse. Okay. It says for every house has a builder, but the one who built everything is God.
0: Ooh, mm. I like that. Mm-hmm. And so, oh man that that's such a that's such a good point. And so we're, we are talking about Moses here, and according to the Hebrews, because remember this letter is to the Hebrews, Moses was he was the bee's knees. Yeah, you know he was the cat's pajamas. He yeah. was the the best that they get you know
1: even though he broke all the 10 commandments at once he was yeah. still pretty good
0: yeah well that was kind of their fault as well too yeah, yeah. true <laughs> they brought that on um but yeah no so he uh, moses and moses was this humble amazing skilled qualified leader that had this this amazing upbringing first 40 years of his life well first 12 years or so he's raised by his mother jochebed or jochebed and um then he is he learns about the Lord and and, and learns about the truth about uh, who the creator is. Then the next, you know, what what is that, 32 years? No, I don't know. I'm not good at math. 28 years? I'm not good at math. But anyway, whatever it is until he's 40, mm-hmm. minus 12. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, in I think it. it's 28 years. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, I he's in the courts of the Egyptians, and he is learning how to be a military master, right? And, and part of him, when he kills the Egyptian, he's thinking, I am going to basically create a, an uprising to set my people free. That goes horribly wrong. It doesn't happen how he thinks it's going to happen, even though he has in his mind all this military conquest to take over Egypt, right, for the Israelites. Nope, doesn't doesn't work out. He runs off into the... Uh, wilderness, and then has to spend 40 years, 40 more years, wow. unlearning mm-hmm. all of the things that he did before so that he could actually trust God. So he's 80 years old before he's equipped to actually serve the Lord. I just want you to process
1: it. Yeah, wow. It's, it's funny because like when we get to 80, we're like, yeah, life's over.
0: <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And God is saying, you're not even ready to lead my people until yeah, you're wow. 80 years old, right? Wow and it's not like they lived a lot longer at that time you know uh they they were not living long lives the pharaohs weren't and the the egyptians definitely were not uh but moses then for the next 40 more years then go then leads god's people through the winding path that was through there through
1: the desert again so he the spent the 80 again. years in like in the desert yeah so he, most of his life in the desert yeah
0: and and 40 years after He's eight years old. Like, just think, i just processing that, you know. And so all this is happening, right? And yet the Hebrews, right, the, the Israelites who follow Moses, they just think he's the best thing that there ever was. And then put this Bible verse is saying, no, 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 no. The architecture, right, is not as important as the architect. And Jesus the architect who builds the house. So, yes, Moses was incredible. Moses was good. Moses was important. But God was far more important. And so what's being communicated here is Jesus needs to be the focus. Not Moses, not any other human leader, but the one who is the creator of all things. And so while a sunset is beautiful, a sunrise is wonderful, while... Uh, the world around us can have beautiful beauty, we need to remember who the creator is, who the architect is, because that's who deserves praise. That's who deserves honor. And that's where we need to be focused so that we can learn more about the Lord and more about the plan of salvation.
1: Amen. Which is why evolution is so insidious because it doesn't give glory to the person who created it. Absolutely. And it yeah. uses
0: death mm. to explain creation, Yeah, which is the exact opposite of how it works because it's God's word speaking and bringing life right god's word is life Mm -hmm. and when he speaks it was so god said and it was so and so evolution is this contradictory teaching this theory that is untrue going against the word of god that teaches us that when god speaks it is so you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different Welcome back to Faith FM. That was Andrew Peterson and probably my favorite song of the day Mm. uh, in the night. And Mm. thank you, DJ Shell. That was awesome. You are listening to The Breakfast Show live with Blake and Mon, and we are going to give you the answers to the quiz of the day.
1: Answer time. Okay. So, the psalmist said God's words and promises are sweeter than honey. The Pharisees were hoping to trick Jesus into getting in trouble with uh, Caesar in regards to paying taxes. God provided quail for the grumbling Israelites who'd grown tired of manna and Naaman, Nam, Nam, I don't know how to pronounce it, the dude with the uh, leprosy, and then Ruth's newly widowed mother-in-law gave hers- herself the name Mara, which means bitter,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: Danny from Bellambi wins the book of the day, woo, go Danny, and John... <laughs> I, I swear to goodness, <laughs> DJ Shell hitting me with them do sound it. bites when I'm not ready. Keep
0: sending them in. <laughs> Don't stop.
1: And Janelle crushed it again by getting all five right for bragging rights. Good on you, Janelle. Yeah, see that was that was good. And we are now gonna do
0: question
1: of the day. <laughs> I was ready for that one that time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait, hang on. What is the question? Oh, no, no, I got it. Okay. You ready for this, Blake?
0: Uh, we're going to do our best. Okay. Yep.
1: Who is the God and Father of Jesus? And this comes in from Thomas.
0: Okay. Thanks, Thomas. That's a great question. Uh, there's a whole bunch of context with that. Um, but who is the... Let, how is it worded? Who is the God and the Father of Jesus? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I want to start in the Old Testament, here in Isaiah chapter 9, and there's a prophecy about Jesus. Oh. Okay? The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For unto us a child is born. This is a very famous Christmas verse. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. So who, who is this talking about? This is talking about Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, right. Yeah. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Prince of peace so this child who is to come mm-hmm. this son that will be given is also called everlasting father that's one of his names okay so then let's go to first John chapter 5 verse 7 where the Bible says 1 John chapter 5 verse 7 uh, for there are three that bear witness in heaven the Father the word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. Okay. Now the word is a reference to Jesus, who is in John chapter one, when it talks about the word became flesh. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, and God was the word and the word was God, you know, in the very beginning of John chapter one. So now we have a reference to Jesus being the father and the father being Jesus, because they are one. Okay. But then we go to John chapter 14. Are you following along with me? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. So John chapter 14 here says, this is Jesus himself talking. So this is important to identify who Jesus says that he is, right? If you had known me, you would have known my father. This is John chapter 14, verse seven. Also, Uh, So you would have known my, if you've known me, you would have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father and it's sufficient for us. And Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long? And yet you have not known me, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the father. So how can you say, show us the father? Do you not believe that I am in the father and the father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. So we have, those are just three, and there's many, many more references of Jesus talking about himself as the Father. Right? Identifying, there's a prophecy in the Old Testament about him identifying him as a father. There's an epistle in the New Testament identifying him as one with the father. And Jesus himself identifies himself to be one with the father. And as you read on in John chapter 14 talks about the helper or the comforter, the parakletos, which is the Greek word, uh, coming there as well, too, which we have as another example of The Holy Spirit being one with Jesus or one with the Father. And so you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, just like that. So the question uh, what is it? What is the God and Father?
1: Who is the God and Father? Who is the
0: God and Father of Jesus? Jesus.
1: Yeah, wow. (laughs) Love it.
0: According to the scriptures.
1: If you have a question, you can call or text our studio. It's zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. We're taking all questions. We'll do our best to answer them from the Bible. Uh, that number again: zero four nine one zero six four six six nine.
0: I just want to follow up on that question about Jesus being the father as well. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, it says, he, talking about Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Now that, in your head, you might be thinking, oh, he's the firstborn of all creation. But if you keep reading, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. That word firstborn in the Hebrew context only means, he's not the literal firstborn baby, he is the firstborn in the inheritance, meaning everything that has ever existed belongs completely and solely to the firstborn, quote unquote, of all creation, because... It has been given to him through the inheritance. So it doesn't mean he was literally firstborn because Jesus wasn't born, right? He was born uh, as a baby, but he was always there from the very beginning of time. And so being the firstborn over all creation, Jesus is the one who inherits all humanity, all of creation, all of the earth, all of the world, all of the universe. It belongs to him. And there were several examples where there were children who were not the firstborn child, but they were the one who received the firstborn inheritance, all through the Hebrew context. So just want to throw that out there as well, too.
1: Amen. Thanks, Blake. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to us today. By the way, Blake, one more little joke. Okay. How come Noah didn't go fishing when he was on the ark? I don't know. He only had two worms. Wow. Do the
0: action quick. <laughs> we need it. oh wow. Okay, talk faith, live faith, act faith and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. You're listening to Faith FM. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.